0: Bedknobs and Broomflakes, the podcast that talks about witches, man witches, warlocks, sorcerers, and other magic practitioners in movies, television comic books, books, and well just about freaking everything. We talk about heroic and just plain awesome animals as our favorite familiars, and we're gonna get back to that someday. I mean, right now it's hypothetical. <laughs> We also talk about witches in history. And uh, sorry, this show will include spoilers. You've been warned. But if you haven't seen the movie yet, then, I mean, you had this coming, man. It's been 22
1: years. I'd say that Um, even if you haven't seen the movie, you probably know how it ends. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) My name is Linda, but this week, I'm the kind of cheese you
1: take camping, like a string cheese. I am Mountaineer Jane.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Near
1: <laughs> I have tro- a lot to say about their hills. camping
0: trip. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a really awesome special guest today. Wayne, would you like to introduce yourself?
2: Absolutely. My name is Wayne. I'm from the show Florida Man on Florida Man. And uh, I live nowhere near mountains, but I've got some pretty awesome <laughs> some pretty awesome orange trees in my backyard. So.
1: Nice. <laughs>
0: mountains don't exist.
2: Not in Florida, they don't. <laughs>
1: It's flat to get past the Cascade. That's it.
2: That's it.
1: That's the only mountains we have. Don't 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 look any further east. Right. <laughs> so uh, today we are talking about the Blair Witch
0: Project uh, from oh God 1999. Oh good lord, I, it doesn't feel like it's been so long, but I then again, I don't feel that old.
1: So. <laughs> the, only Here we I are. Know, the only reason I know it's been a long time is because I remember I was 15 when I saw it. Cause I watched it with my then girlfriend and that's on. the only reason I remember it. Cause yeah, it was
2: yeah. S- same age for me. Same age. It-, it ruined my sophomore year of high school. <laughs> oh
1: no! I was, do you, do you um... need to get a doll to show us? <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> <laughs>
2: No, listen, it's it's one of those things that the town that I was from, it was kind of a wooded area. And all of my friends, if, yeah. if you if you wanted to drink and you wanted to hide from like your parents and do cool stuff, you would do it out in the woods. And then that movie came out and I was like, no, thanks, guys. I'm not hanging out anymore. I'm just going <laughs> to stay staying in my home from now on.
1: <laughs> ruined. Sort of reminds me of how like the ring ruined TVs for a couple people.
2: Absolutely. Sure. I remember like I,
1: one of my friends had to like throw a blanket over their TV in the living room <laughs> just cuz they oh, just Oh no. Not want- yes. It was it was so funny. They're like I don't want my head near the TV. I don't want my body near the TV. There's a blanket going over that TV. Wow. I'm like
0: okay. See, I was so uh oh god, I was um I guess I'm the ancient one cuz I was uh 17 going on 18 and i we had just moved from california god stocked in california of all places up to the middle of the woods in but fuck nowhere uh, washington port orchard
1: and like no truth, is, we had, okay like, i've been to port orchard it does look lovely okay but again i'm the person who wants to live in the <laughs> woods so maybe i'm just still.
0: Well, we had like uh, my parents had four acres of land at that house. So we were just surrounded, literally surrounded with woods. And and I remember your parents house. (laughs) (laughs) It was it was lovely. Um, But we uh, we my brother and I saw it with uh, with my cousin And I remember we came back to the house and I was just like so freaked because they had such an amazing, um, I'd say even like almost like a revolutionary, uh, way to, to, um, uh, God, what's the word I'm looking for? Come on. It's, it's been a long day already. Promote the, uh, the movie. (laughs) Dude, I'm still waiting for my, my liquid brown to kick in. (laughs) Sounds so I'm... wrong in different contexts, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you. My bean juice, how about that? <laughs>
2: okay. I, I I definitely think that's the mark of a good film, though. Like you know, like whenever it whenever mm-hmm. it ruins something, like in a good way. Like a, if it's a good horror film, uh, like that movie uh, What Lies Beneath, you can't take a bath a yeah. bath afterwards. You know what I mean? Like if, if if a film genuinely scares you away from an area or an object, then they've done a great job. I think, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Like uh, Jaws. Oh my god, that really screwed me up as a kid. For sure. Going to the beach, right? <laughs> you know? and, yeah, I was like, I was so afraid that Jaws was gonna come and get me. But um, and we went to the beach often because <laughs> we were in Southern California. But uh, but with this, I remember you know coming coming home and like the, back then they had like I I want to say it was it, if it was not the first, it was one of the first viral marketing campaigns where right. um, they had everybody believing that this really was found footage because it, it kicked off a whole genre, a subgenre of horror that found footage horror. right? And uh, so people thought that, that these kids really died and we're basically watching their death. <laughs> and so, I mean, you know, like I, it's one of those things where i knew like logically i knew that this is just a movie it's fictionalized and they have the whole thing at the end but you know all the other fictional movies have like uh any characters depicted therein it's just by coincidence or whatever and you know like so logically i knew that it's it's bullshit it's a movie right but, you know going back to like people covering their television sets because of the ring, you know, it's, it's the same thing. Like, you know, fear has nothing to do with logic.
1: (laughs) Uh, I mean, I'll be honest, like, for the most part, like this movie didn't scare me. I kind of, I already knew that it was fake. And I obviously have, I, I had some opinions of when I was 15. And now I have different ones now that I'm 36. But I do remember, like, for some reason, Dawn of the Dead scares the crap out of me. And every so often, like, mm. I'm up late at night and I just look out the window. I'm just waiting to see something come shambling down the street <laughs> <laughs> and just be like, well, I'm effing ready for this. I'm <laughs> like, this is why I've been preparing. I am ready for this. We bunker down and we sit. We let all the other fools do their thing. Well, I-, <laughs> I have a plan. <laughs> I definitely I definitely
2: think that um you hit something on the head about it launching the subgenre of horror because uh, if you look at the next generation, um, you know, of films like for Paranormal Activity, yeah, uh, a lot of people went into that film thinking it was real, thinking that this actually happened, and all they really did was take a pl- you know a play out of the playbook of Blair Witch, uh, which was marketed yeah. as a genuine found footage, and that just escalates the amount of fear going because you like you said you felt like you're watching a snuff film, you know what I mean? Like you're yeah. seeing these people die. And then you find out it's fake, and it's just like you're. You, you, there's like that borderline. I'm offended that you lied to me, but yeah. I'm, but I'm glad you did because it made the movie better. You know.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like you know, I'm not. I'm not stupid. Like, why did you think you could pull one over on
1: me? But then at the same time, like, great fucking job, though. Right. I, <laughs> right. I, and I'm I glad. Yeah. I can give this movie props for at least um, creating also like a claustrophobic feeling because you don't sure. get to see like mm. the other surroundings. So you're basically seeing like through their eyes. Um, I do blame this movie a lot for then, as you said, the future uh, found footage movies because <laughs> they took it to such horrible degrees like i i i started listing like all the movies that became found footage and that i just absolutely hated like starting with like cloverfield and just moving forward oh, i, I love was cloverfield i was so mad at that because i hated how it defied oh. logic and sound i was so mad at that oh movie <laughs> like, I, I, love cloverfield. like the loudest creature in the world and then suddenly it jumps out at them at the last minute at the end it's like <laughs> This has been, like, trampling around, like, a goddamn bloody elephant. Well, see, like, you're and you're making it's like, the sh- mistake of applying logic. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, just I'll wait till I that. get through this movie and start applying logic. I got angry. <laughs> I but was 15 sure. when I saw this movie, and I didn't care about all the things I now care about.
2: <laughs> well, I definitely think that the director has benefited, um, you know, kind of from this kind of Hitchcock idea of if you don't show, you know, what's causing the war, yeah. mm-hmm. then – and it's twice as scary because everything we can come up with our own head is always going to be more frightening than what you can show on screen, and so the fact that they kind of steered away from that and just showed the clues and the and the hints of what was going to happen, um, I think amplified the horror as well. You know,
1: well, that's exactly, exactly
0: how I felt. Like you just you fill in the the gaps with your own imagination, right?
1: And so, and Hitchcock obviously um, uh, was a um what's the best way of saying it now my brain just broke thank you linda um <laughs> i blame <laughs> you for like infecting my brain but you uh, for yes. film autour, <laughs> yes <laughs> but i mean like you also see that with uh, say steven spielberg and jaws mm-hmm. um not showing the shark i mean granted that wasn't his intention but not seeing it was a lot more frightening until you actually saw it and i would even argue that the first half of the movie jeepers creepers creeped me out and then when you saw the monster at the end oh, i was yeah. like well now i'm angry that this is what yeah. i imagined it looking like I was like, God, it was like, it was like bad yeah. boy's father or grandpa so i was
0: like ah there's a a movie a horror movie that just came out last uh last year and it was uh, it's called z and it's this like scary, maybe demonic, uh imaginary friend of this kid and they show it so rarely that it's one of those things where it's just like, oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> like right. you know, you just get a glimpse and that's like all you need for to set you off. But and set off your imagination. But and with it- um sorry, go ahead.
1: Oh, no, I I was just thinking about, as you said, with the uh, um, imagination and things that – because, you know, you're expecting something to jump out. Like even like when you're out camping, you know, and you hear an animal, you're just like, okay, that's either hopefully a deer, but I am in bear country right now, so (laughs) – Just stay put. Don't do anything. <laughs> you put all the food in the trees like you're supposed to, and you just <laughs> and then the Or you also create ghost stories in your head as well. Sometimes you do that just because. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. Well, no, I, and I think too, like from a, a budgetary perspective, like it, it taught a lot. Like if you think about like looking mm-hmm. back. That, that movie was a very low budget film. And so on the movies that, like you said, when they show like the, the demon or they show the monster, mm-hmm. it kind of takes you out of it because they don't have the money to do it properly. Exactly. Uh, and then so if it's a low budget film and like Blair Witch, they opt to not show it. It just kills two, two birds with one stone. You know, you stay within your budget and then you creep everybody out at the same time.
1: Well, and I found out that the three main actors were paid like $1,000 a day, and it was an eight-day shoot. So (laughs) that's, wow.
0: And the uh, budget was estimated to be about $60,000. Right. And uh, it grossed uh, $248,639,099. Insane. Yeah.
2: I hope they had a a good agent.
0: Right? (laughs) But that's the thing. The the actors weren't... um, weren't uh weren't union and they were saying that you know nowadays there's no way that you could because they were talking about how how the problem now is that with these days people try to recreate that that sort of um magic that that they created with this movie but they use a big budget and like you were saying you know they you know they they show the the monster the ghost whatever and it just kind of if, if the effects aren't there, it just cheapens it. Right. And it makes it le- look less authentic. And honestly, like, I, I think they did a great job with this because, you know, they're, they're film students. Of course they wouldn't have, you know, like, <laughs> like the, the world's best like digital cameras <laughs> and, you know, they, they wouldn't have like these, um, like yeah her camera's shaking all the time and it it apparently it made people sick um but like a lot of people sick but yeah. it it's like you she's a a film student you wouldn't expect her to be this like cinematic master you know well, and the quality shouldn't be insanely good either
2: by the time we got around to seeing it it had been out for a little bit and i remember going uh, to our theater locally and they had this uh, sheet kind of printed off on the door that uh, was like a motion sickness <laughs> warning uh, for everybody yeah. yeah so that was kind of a vibe
0: <laughs> yeah apparently uh Lowe's studio reported that uh, for every screening had at least one person get sick <laughs> so
2: which that just kind that. of adds to it I mean like I, I right. I, Not not to not to vary too much, but I remember uh, more recently seeing um, Paranormal Activity, which is again a decade ago, but uh, more Mm -hmm. recent than Blair Witch. Um, But there were people who were getting up and leaving because they thought it was real. And I remember that kind of escalating my own fear and being like, "Man, like that's kind of crazy. These people can't take it." And so I I couldn't imagine watching Blair Witch and someone just hurling, you know, twenty feet away from you, and you're like, (laughs) "What is going on? Like, what is happening here?" Terrified.
0: Well, and apparently they were supposed to actually show uh something that may have been the Blair Witch. Oh wow. Um yeah, the uh the one of the creators, Daniel Merrick, he said that um he said, quote, we had this whole plan of having this guy, this creepy moment where there might have been uh, an analysis where if somebody looks closely, there'd be a little glowy white humanoid figure in the woods somewhere.
1: Cool.
0: We had a friend of ours dress up in white long johns and uh, be picked uh, parked off in the woods just between the trees. And our hope was that as the camera was running, It would catch a glimpse of this guy, a little glimpse of this guy. That was what, (laughs) that was what Heather was reacting to when she's running through the woods and saying, what the fuck
1: is that? Right.
0: But we never got it to read on camera. I felt bad for the guy because it was pretty cold that night and he fell into the water. We had to take our clothes off to get to him. A lot of work for no end result except for what the fuck is that?
2: Right, but that's a memorable part of the film, though. Uh, yeah. So yeah. maybe accidentally they captured it, but that's kind of the the payoff I think in horror is if you can plant. Well, I guess in any film, if you can plant something that you know you don't have to telegraph. Like some people will see it, some people won't. Yeah. And for the people who see it, they they're like, man, that's that's crazy. Did you see that? And then now it just kind of will spread virally. Like people, you know, screenshot it and post it online. I think uh, to reference Cloverfield again. Mm-hmm. um you know you know for whatever um however you feel about that that movie that viral campaign was really impressive and
1: oh yeah there yeah, was no a, the campaign was great i just was disappointed in the movie
2: for sure yeah <laughs> but they but they but they planted stuff in that film and they didn't telegraph it in hopes that people who bought yeah. the viral campaign would catch it which is you know i love that
0: yeah and they had little um little, like, hints here and there where uh, you could you could go online and find whatever, and then you would just, like, an Easter egg, and you would right. find, like, a, a video of somebody. Right. Oh, man, that was so good. And he did the same thing with Fringe, and I really liked that. I like but Fringe. This, um... Fringe was good. <laughs> <laughs> fringe was so freaking it. good. I miss Fringe. And me too. I'm, yeah,
1: sorry. But, yeah. <laughs> I'm going back <laughs> into with Fringe, and I'm kind of like, oh, John, no, this is great,
0: <laughs> yeah, right? But uh, you know this—the found footage response is uh, for me. It was reminiscent of the response to Ghost Watch in 1992, because uh, in the uh, the UK in 1992 on uh, television, they had something called Ghost Watch, which um, it was made to look like a special, like a news special and it was all about this uh haunted house with these two girls and um i think it was a single mother but um they it was it was uh let's see they had two anchors covering it who were husband and wife and they really were tv personalities playing themselves and they had um lister from red dwarf playing himself and so uh people thought thank that this thing was all real. Yes, thank you. You're
1: welcome.
0: And yeah, people thought that it was real and the the woman who was anchoring it was um she was known for being like in, in children's shows. So a lot of kids watched it and I guess oh, it no. really oh, fucked them up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so oh, he caught a lot of kids with PTSD because like this uh, they happen to catch some really serious ghost activity and yeah like, if you get the chance to watch ghost watch I would highly recommend it but
2: um, <laughs> all, these, all <laughs> the all so these great. children are like if you think your childhood is bad guess what we saw on primetime television <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly
2: <laughs> that is awful
0: yeah totally and so I mean it was just kind of like a war of the world's Uh, Sort of experience, but like a lot of people didn't know. And even um, Dame Judi Dench said, she was uh she was friends and worked with one of the actresses on it so that's how she knew that it wasn't real (laughs) she was like she called her up later and said damn it you ruined it for me
1: (laughs) (laughs) you
2: know it's 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 made me think of that it's Mm -hmm. funny to think back like from that time frame um like i like i said i was i was about 15 or 16 and and it was a, a very much like the talk of my high school um when blair witch came out and so i I think for me uh when i when i reference that time period it doesn't feel like it's that long ago even though it is um but when we when we taped episode 100 of our show um we went out into the woods to do an investigation uh for like a local um legend and some of our we brought our our entire team with us and, and and one of our team members our graphic designer um he's uh he's younger he's 22 23 and I had made a comment um in our table read. I said, uh, "I think worst case scenario we get kind of a Blair Witch type vibe," and and, and, and oh. he goes and he, and he was like, "Oh for sure." So there's witches in this woods, and I was <laughs> oh, and, and I was like, "Huh?" And he was like, "No, yeah." He's like, "You said something about witches?" I thought it was like a some kind of like monster, and I was like, "No, no, no." I'm saying like a Blair Witch vibe, and he was like, "What's that?" Oh, and, I, no. and I was like,
0: "Oh my god, dude, are you serious?" <laughs> Listen here, little kid.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm See, like go, I'm like, go home, get your VHS player.
1: <laughs> back in my day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, I just remember all of the like parodies that came out. These are all the people like yeah. riffing on it and stuff. I then actually went and found some of the parodies, so we found I found the Scooby Doo project, which right. I really wanted to watch afterwards, but so I guess it was good. some sort of special um And then I found the um the erotic witch project or the bear wench project <laughs> with the world's pornos. Yes! And I'm like, I want to find yes! those now.
0: <laughs> I have seen bear wench. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I think uh, and, ev- and even more recently, I think Michael Scott kind of parodies it on The Office. Um, He does uh, <laughs> he does a bit where he pulls the camera in close. and He's like, I'm so scared right now. And it, it, it's 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 really brief, but I think culturally, I mean, it just, you know, it just, it's never ending.
1: Yeah. Well, and uh, even South Park did, um, I think, like a two or three part episode where it's uh, Stan's father, Randy, who does the exact same thing. And they're running around with the camera and he's doing that. I'm so scared. And his wife and daughter yelling at him to put the fucking camera down (laughs)
2: that you know what i rewatched it um uh in preparation for this because it's been a bit yeah and and that's one thing i found kind of annoying that i didn't uh Mm. the first time around was how often they use that phrase turn the camera off like and i get what they were trying to do but yeah. it was, like, almost nonstop, and it was just, like, I, I think once you kind of dial into that, it's hard to unhear it. Yeah. And so, but for the most part, though, I, I think the movie aged really well, uh, personally. Yeah. I mean, I I enjoyed it.
0: I mean, it's one of those ones where um, you know, it's kind of like Sixth Sense. Like, if you know how it ends, you know, it, 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 it makes it a little less um, potent, I guess. But right. then, right. Like, having not seen it in... What twenty one years? I felt like it was it was definitely worth going back and rewatching it.
2: Wait, wait, what happens in the Sixth Sense? I'm kidding.
1: Right. <laughs> I was gonna say nothing, nothing at no, all. No. Leave it alone. <laughs> he makes no, I, him a sandwich. No, I, I. But no, I agree, and he I, I discovers the six degrees separation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you find out that Will Smith was in it the whole time.
2: The entire time. It's no, but you know what, though? That's so true. Like I, I'm, I'm really bad about spoiling films for myself. Like, but Mm -hmm. nowadays, like, if you watch a trailer, there's a really good chance you've seen 80% of the film. And so so much so that if a trailer is kind of classic and doesn't show you a lot, people actually complain about it. And it's like Blair Witch back kind of in that era, they would show you just the bare minimum, and then you had to go and experience it yourself.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I kind of miss that. Like, I I don't like I mean, I I love the surprises. So even with books, I don't like to read the the summary. Right. I just want to go in blind and see what happens. Like I have a couple authors that like I'll read their stuff no matter what. And, you know, I like that surprise of not knowing what the hell to expect. Right. But you just don't see that with trailers anymore, unfortunately.
1: I may be the odd one out here, but I I, I think I remembered after watching this why I never watched it again. <laughs> I was... <laughs> I I, and it comes from uh, two points, and I was talking to my husband about this last night. I said, like, if it were, if it kept me entertained, I could overlook Mm -hmm. some of their stupidity when it comes to basic backpacking. But because I got so bored with a lot of the yelling of, you know, either drop the camera or stop fucking filming and everything, it just became so repetitive, and some of the shots felt so repetitive. I was just like, okay. Now I'm just, I was just starting to be so nitpicky about. Okay, if you're gonna go backpacking, you don't do the following things.
2: (laughs) By the time it went off, you're like, I'm really glad that they're dead.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, no. I, was, I mean, like, the only thing I questioned was, like, I wonder who found their footage. Like, was it just, like, a like a, the manhunt through the woods, and that poor person, like, just found this footage, like, with, I'm assuming their bodies were gone. But I was like, so who found it? Who went into that creepy old house, and walked down the stairs, and found all of this equipment, and everything? Well, I felt
0: so bad for uh, Heather Donahue, because it, apparently, you know, she got, uh, I, I feel like she she did a great job acting, especially because most of it was improv. So I feel like they they should all be applauded for their performance. Um, but uh, they she like I like that that monologue of the I'm so scared that wasn't planned. Um, she just, yeah, I mean, it was, it was loosely planned of like the, um, what would happen is they would have, uh, directions to go to their next, uh, point where they were supposed to set up camp and they would find little, um, little film canisters. Yeah. Yeah, The milk crates would have like their, their food and little, uh, film canisters. By the way, they they started taking away some of their food toward the end (laughs) To oh, make them more brutal. grumpy.
1: their food. I was reading about this because um, they were talking about how um, the, they were actually going to kill off uh, Mike first, and then they ended up killing off Josh because the actor was stupidly late that day, <laughs> <laughs> and so that annoyed them, so they killed him off first. <laughs> But it's still like he got rewarded with going to a meal for Denny's and everything and then the other guys had to stay back and eat power bars of bananas. And that Aww. was their rash. I'm just like, okay, kill me off first then.
2: So so they I'm the
1: survivor wasn't kicked off the island.
2: So they, they they pioneered method acting, I guess, to get into Yeah. yeah into these characters, so, which is which is fascinating because like I don't know. I, I I think personally, like I'm so I'm so squeamish anyways, I guess, at nighttime in the woods that even though I know it's a film, if you throw me out there with some friends, all you need to do is step on a branch or something. And I'm instantly in freak out mode. So it wouldn't have taken much for me to just kind of get into character.
1: <laughs> <Either>. <laughs> so I'm basically the survivalist of this three part group right now. <laughs> yeah.
2: You're the one who gets annoyed at us for dying.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm the one who just leaves you guys behind because you're dead weight. I'm like, yeah. okay, I can go do this on my own. I'm good. Yeah, I, cause that's, well, like I said, when I started to get nitpicky was the food they were buying. They were buying canned food and box food. And I'm like, okay, going backpacking, you're conserving frickin' space. <laughs> Yeah, You can bring marshmallows because that compacts down, but you don't bring heavy ass yeah. canned food you bring I know everybody like dri- brings like those dehydrated meal meals you find, or um some of the hardcore people I guess get mres or something because they're just like we' got the military stuff It's like, oh, of course, and it probably tastes like crap, just like my dad <laughs> said so but yeah, well, and uh, the biggest thing is water
0: <laughs> like they for the auditions, they wanted them to improv. And uh, they had flyers all over the place saying something like, if you get this role, you will be subject to uncomfortable physical situations. You will never be in harm's way. You'll be outdoors most of the time. If this is not your thing, please don't audition. And I I guess um, one of the directors um, was Daniel Murick. He was kind of uh, (laughs) kind of had a famous line to them saying that um, you are your Your uh safety is our main concern. Your comfort is not. (laughs) Oh wow. (laughs) So yeah, they they gave them basically a safe word with a walkie talkie, so if they ever got into a situation where it was just too much, they'd have to uh they'd have to call them with a safe word and they would come get them out. But uh the safe word is? Uh it was I looked this up taco. No, that was their safe word to each other
1: to break character.
0: Yeah, to break character. But then I, it was, uh, I, I think it was something like potato or something, and like, I guess the they had food like...
1: items just to make them feel more hungry. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I think one night
0: they had um, their tent was filled with like an inch of rainwater, and so they they called on the uh, the walkie-talkie saying the safe word over and over again, but they were out to dinner. <laughs> they had to uh, they knocked on the first the door of the first house they found (laughs) or Heather did. And I think uh, Joshua was like, "Uh, dude, Heather, you can't like the if they're two strange guys knocking on somebody's house in the middle of the woods, they're not going to answer the door. Right, <laughs> but apparently they did let them in, and they gave them some hot cocoa and everything, so <laughs> they were being nice, but anyway, they would come to this um these milk crates, and uh over the course of days uh they and they like would start dwindling down how much food they gave them, so it wasn't like they weren't starving them, but they were definitely making them grumpy and more uncomfortable and uh they would i think the the final days of filming they didn't have lunch altogether they just skipped lunch and uh, so in the milk crates, they would have these little film canisters, if you remember those. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> you see, kids, <laughs> <laughs> pictures once came on these things called film strips. <laughs> <laughs> Put these little film strips in this big, huge metal machine called a projector. <laughs> Well, I think they
0: were for, like, for photo cameras.
1: Oh, yeah, even worse. (laughs) (laughs) See, back in the day, there was this place called Walgreens Photo.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I remember all those, like, drive-in, like,
1: uh, uh, photo 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 map places.
0: Yeah, (laughs) where you could get your film, uh, film developed. But uh yeah so they would put little notes in there for each of the the actors and they weren't allowed to share uh what uh what they're said with any of the other ones and so um they they all believed that the, the blur witch really was a legend, but, uh, and they didn't even know, uh, that the, the people that they're interviewing in the beginning, they didn't know that they were actors too. Oh, wow. So, yeah. They thought like, oh, well, I guess there's a thing out here. But, um, so the, uh, with Heather's that, that night, They gave her something saying basically like um, you need to go somewhere around the tent when uh, while Mike is sleeping and uh, just uh, say something like say goodbye to your family and um, say you're sorry for uh, bringing them out here. And she did that whole monologue. And uh, and that was that like they weren't. They they were just expecting this short little I'm so sorry and you know um like I I love you mom and dad type of thing but she ended up creating like uh, something that really became iconic for the movie.
1: Well, it's pract- it's on the posters now because of it. So yeah, posters exactly. And and it's the most parodied thing out there. Like any yeah, of the yeah, definitely. Yeah, it is.
0: <laughs> and I feel it so has been inundated in the culture. Her. Because she she ended up getting a Razzie that year um, for her acting in this. And um, she she said that she wished that she didn't use her her last name for the character, because I think in that in that monologue, she she gives her last name. And she was saying, yeah, I wish I would have, uh, I wish I would have wiped my nose. I wish I would have like, <laughs> not not given my last name, because apparently a lot of people sent her mom condolence cards. Oh, no. And, yeah, and then uh, there were people, some assholes that would come up to Heather in real life and say, I, I wish you did die. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, it's really fucked, and
1: I, mean, I didn't hate said, the movie that much. Well,
2: yeah, I was gonna say they were also upset with the way she packed her bags, so you know. Yeah. They- they were Look, I,
1: I'm not saying I'm an expert mountaineer, but I've gone on enough backpacking trips overnight that I know what to do and what not to do. And not I even mean overnight, like a couple of days out in the woods hiking. So it's like, I, that's why I got so pissed. And again, I was just getting so bored. And It's,
2: it's so funny, though, because I do feel like those poor actors, like the directors yeah. are trying to stay under budget. And so they just mm-hmm. bought like what they thought was camping gear and they throw some cans mm-hmm. of corn and like random stuff in their bags. And now right? here and then here we are, like 30 years later, we're like, those guys suck.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> suck. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiots.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but, you know, it made it even worse when they made the um, the sequel and they had the character of her brother uh, with her last name and so some people would be asking like do you really have a
1: brother <laughs> like no it's a fucking character <laughs>
0: like i'm an actress but well, uh, now she's it, a
1: medical marijuana grower
0: so yes exactly she retired from film to uh to grow medical marijuana so um that's what she's doing <laughs> so she's so she's doing
2: okay for herself
1: she even wrote yeah, a book I'd called so. grow girl you can look it up online
2: come on well, that's the thing is, I, I mean, so. I don't know. I, it, it, sounds like in retrospect, when you think about the mm-hmm. conditions they were put into and, um, you know, and they're taking meals away and they're sitting outside in the cold mm-hmm. and the dark. Eight grand's not a lot. You know what I no. mean? Like, I mean, it's, I don't know. Like, and then
1: they got some royalties later on. Oh, okay. I, I saw yeah. that, like, um, cause yeah, I did feel insulted for them on their behalf when I right. saw how much they got yeah. paid. But I guess, uh, the guy who played, um, uh, Mike. He says that he mm-hmm. ended up with about like 300,000, which still is nice. like Nice. I mean, but compared it's to like better how, than 8,000. Well, but, yes. Yeah. But compared to like how much this movie made, it's like Guys, I could have <laughs> yeah.
0: saying that you can't do this with union actors because you know, you can't have meal penalties right. and right. take away the lunches. Like it just doesn't work that way.
1: You do you fact, have to give the, them
0: a um, break. <laughs> the director for Moonstruck got uh, got uh, like heavy, heavy fees uh, from the uh from SAGAFRA for doing that. So it's yeah you just can't fucking do that with with union players but they um there apparently there are some people who believe that still believe that this was a real thing, and that like this actually happened. But the actors were hired to play
1: the the students. So like a reenactment, like a uh, like a unsolved mystery type no, thing. No,
0: they're saying that this really was basically a, a documentary. It really was like a snuff film, but these actors were paid to pretend to be the students in real life. Oh, as if they were to, still
1: alive to kind of yes,
0: oh, okay. So that the filmmakers didn't just to to make it look like the filmmakers didn't just put out a snuff film. Oh uh, like, wow! for fuck's sake, like how much would that cost them to like hire these people to play these other people for life? You
1: know? <laughs> like, one sec, I also have to promise. go and fake the moon landing as well yeah, so, right <laughs> we gotta <laughs> use that same studio <laughs> well
2: there there's a um I remember when this movie came out, they would reference an older film in the seventies I think it's called cannibal holocaust
0: mm-hmm. um, and, 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 and it's it.
2: a I want to say it's a French film, I could be wrong, but um, they went and filmed um, supposedly uh, like a found footage style, um, yeah, cannibal tribe, uh, a mm-hmm. tribe that practiced cannibalism, and they had to basically show up in front of Parliament and prove that it was fake because people were basically they were going to be arrested if they didn't like show yeah. that this film wasn't real. And I and I remember at the time people referencing that when Blair Witch came out, um, which because I mean again culturally. I think just about everybody over the age of, you know, I don't know, 35, 40, my, my parents' age, thought that it was real. You know what I mean? Like they thought this, mm-hmm. these, these kids were killed and it was on camera and you shouldn't be watching that, you know?
1: Well, and uh, uh, this you... film, I believe, is pretty illegal if they did actually kill people. Yeah. Oh, for
2: sure, for sure.
1: Or get people killed.
0: Uh, so, yes. And yeah. listeners, you can watch uh, Cannibal Holocaust on Shutter right now.
1: <laughs>
0: what a
2: plug.
1: <laughs> what a I do remember at least in the case of Campbell Shutter, Hol- need Holocaust to us. yes <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah, blue ray too
1: well i I remember people talk I haven't seen it, but the Campbell Holocaust rates is one of those movies that's incredibly disturbing like one of the top ten disturbing yeah. movies because it did look incredibly real, especially for the time, so right. yeah, I remember that reference when they were talking about just people believing it was just too real. We are watching a whole bunch of people basically getting eaten and torn apart so.
2: I I had a real conversation with somebody um, who was upset that I watched the Blair Witch um, when it came out, and they were like, you know, these poor kids were killed, and I and I and I said I said what well, you said I said no I said there's no way they could they couldn't show that that's illegal, and then their response mm-hmm. to me was when you have enough money you can do anything, and I was like what, <laughs> I was like,
1: and what? those people later on stormed the Capitol. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but they really didn't have a lot of money. I mean, these uh, the, the filmmakers, uh, Sanchez and Murek, they were film students at the University of Central Florida when they came up with the idea in uh, 1991. And uh, because of budget concerns, uh, they weren't able to start filming. And uh, actually, they didn't start casting the film until 1997. So, I don't think they were loaded with cash. No. Go ahead. You go ahead.
2: <laughs> You're so kind. No, I know. I, I, I think I have some friends of mine who were film students around the time and, and a little later, and – uh, that was kind of the talk as well. Is uh, you know, it was impressive how much money they raised to make this movie, because sixty k mm-hmm. even for film students is really impressive. Um, oh yeah, but, but by Hollywood Sanders is just I mean that's a drop in the bucket. That's nothing, you mm-hmm.
1: know. But I, yeah, I will exactly. say that one thing is they gave it away that it was fake, and this is this isn't as well. I don't think this was as well known back then as it is now. Is the missing f- posters they put out? It has a five 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 number. <laughs> like oh right, it's, right. yeah, <laughs> it's it's like three zero one five five or something like that. I'm looking at it again just to double check that I remember because I remember somebody else pointed that out and that that's like the universal number of just fake numbers. That's how. So. You yeah, can-
0: apparently they put them all over Cannes uh, when during the film festival.
1: So.
2: That's so good though, honestly, because that that's how I yeah. mean it, it does it does date date us a little bit. But I remember growing up and watching a you know any movie or it's like Saved by the Bell. Yes. They, they like, What's your number? Five five five. five yeah. Two seven zero eight.
1: And I remember I remember yeah.
2: I think it was Saved by the Bell because I tried calling one of the girls,
1: <laughs> and, and,
2: and my mom was like, "No, that's the number they use in Hollywood." And I'm like, "Exactly, that's where she lives. I want to talk to her." <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, and you know it's oh. funny because like now and even then when movies had or shows had a, a phone number that wasn't five five five, it's like oh whoa whoa what is this?
1: Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, and then you call it and it's some sort of promotional thing, which is kind of cute and fun. Um, yeah, I'm, like I, I'm blanking on some of the some of the movies or TV shows that have done that where they've given like a real number and you call it up and it's like a recording of um. Either the um either like the character being in character talking to you or but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. my mind's blank because I remember that that was something recently that I was reading I'm like, oh, that's cute. Like, that's a cute little way of advertising. you give like an actual number and it's just a recording. So,
0: yeah, I like those. I like it when that happens. It's a little e- Easter egg to find. But uh, yeah, apparently uh, Eduardo Sanchez uh, was saying that uh, they were hanging out one weekend and just started talking about horror films. And, uh, they, they went out and rented a lot of horror films that, uh, freaked them out as kids. And, uh, a lot of them were sort of, uh, the pseudo documentary style movies and TV shows. Uh, he said, like, in, uh, in search of, uh, Chariot of the Gods and Legend of Boggy Creek. And uh he said, quote, these kind of movies to Dan and me were scarier because they were presented as reality. We both wondered, could you do that with a contemporary audience? Apparently nope. you could. Yeah. Well, wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, and they, I thought you'd appreciate this. They said, um, Sanchez also said, we thought it would be based in Maryland. Dan and the crew were based in Orlando when we were like, it can't be a Florida legend.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, though? I, I'm thankful. Uh, I'm thankful for that because now our show gets yeah. to exist. Um, exactly. And, and we're able to cover all the Florida legends that Hollywood ignored for so long. <laughs> But you know what? Yeah. That's that's it. It is so risky, I think, um, to to do a low budget film like this. And then you know, obviously, before you know, internet marketing uh, was a staple. Um, and then you're just banking on word of mouth and film festivals. And uh, it, I don't know. Like, I mean, I think good on them, you know, for sticking it through yeah. and and seeing the project out. And and then for it to do as well as it did, I think is like the ultimate test to like you know just filmmaking in general like I mean they they did a really good job definitely. with it
0: definitely and they proved that anybody with uh, a a dream can do it with a, a a shoestring budget right exactly
1: i do have to ask are, are we looking at doing the other two in the future now
0: we kind of have to
1: i know cuz i know the second you know. one is almost like an actual movie movie and the 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 book of shadows one and then there's the blair witch um, which is the one in 2016, which I think briefly confused us because we're just like, wait, when did this movie come out? We should probably um,
0: play the horror game. Although I'm oh, a giant yeah.
1: weenie, so I don't know. <laughs> I, well, is um, is I mean, is because how old is that game? Oh, it's a couple years, I think. Okay, so we should probably still be able to find it. Yeah. Fun. We haven't done a game yet Exactly. To play along. This there you is go. It. We can sit in a dark room and one of us can control the game and the other one can sit back and we can just, like, scream anytime something jumps out. <laughs> There's our Patreon <laughs> there, so that gives the Patreon idea. I, I don't
2: it's, think, I've, I've never seen the sequels, I don't I don't know. I, I remember hearing awful things about them, and uh, I'm not sure yeah. how, Yeah. How I'm not I've, never,
1: I've never seen them either. I kind of ignored it after this, and I just know, I knew that there was at least like a sequel that actually looked like a, a movie, uh, movie, but, All and right. then I, I just recently heard about the one that was made in 2016 when, and I guess the synopsis is, um, Heather's brother, in quotes, Mm -hmm. um, goes off to find his sister.
2: (laughs) I remember yeah. the the criticism about the sequel. Um, I believe that was the one, like you said, that was more of a studio film, um, yeah. and people were just like, "How dare you!" And it was just like <laughs> these 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 poor directors have like such great success; they're finally given a real budget, and everybody's pissed off at them. Like, how dare you?
1: <laughs> right? you know? I think I remember reading that the directors didn't have any hand in the Book of Shadows one. Oh, really? Yeah. I I think I remember reading that that um the the second one was basically like a studio money grab and. And the original directors had yeah. no like I think the only thing they used was like the archival footage type thing and that was I it. Think that I think the directors
0: were like uh no <laughs> 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 fuck you how about that um, yeah but, I know Merrick came to. Um, okay, so a m- little bit of my nerdiness. Every year, I uh, my husband and I go to UFO Fest in Oregon. Ooh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's oh my god, it's so much fun, and there's so much booze. Um, it's, it's fantastic.
1: <laughs> and that's all she remembers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but uh, they do have the you know the serious uh, speakers there, and I really enjoy that. Um, they also have a pet costume contest and that's the best but um, but Merrick has uh he came to one a couple years ago and he was supposed to be at the one in 2020 and uh, Jane and I actually planned on being able to uh at, at least have me uh be able to to interview him for the podcast but <sighs> Fucking COVID <Chovet> happened. The <laughs> <So>. happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so much for that. Uh,
1: but maybe in um, the future. I mean, it's it's not it's not dead, dead. You know, I'm assuming. Right. So yeah. You know, there's still time. You know, none of we're both still healthy. It's okay. <laughs> Oh God! Don't <laughs> you? are healthy. <laughs> okay, I, I'm trying to send all of my good health vibes to you and everybody out there.
0: <laughs> I'm just the the health monster here. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's funny because uh, Josh Leonard, uh, who obviously played Josh. He said that the night he was supposed to leave, uh, the filmmakers left him a note in one of those little fam- film canisters telling him to wait for everyone else to fall asleep and then sneak out of the tent. And if he woke anybody up, he was supposed to tell them he was just going for a piss and he was supposed to, like, just get out there as quickly as possible.
1: But um... and he kind of leans over my hammy. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs>
0: He said that uh, after he snuck out, they were the, uh, that uh, they were waiting for him and they threw him in the car and told him he was going home. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> That's awful. Yeah,
0: but he was also saying that, like, people would ask if they were actually scared when the uh, the filmmakers would, you know, like come shake their tent and everything like that. And, you know, I found a lot of um, sort of listicles of the uh, things you didn't know about the making of Blair Witch Project. And they oh, all yeah. say that they, that they were really scared and they thought the legend was real. But Leonard said that uh, people always ask if they were actually scared, but uh, but they weren't. And he said... Uh, quote, the answer is not really, because what was usually happening behind the scenes was we were so exhausted and hungry and often wet. We'd set up camp and crash, and just about the time we got warm enough in our our damp sleeping bags to fall asleep the guys would start playing a boom box with creepy kids sounds outside the tent so a lot of what you're seeing on film is directly following a collective groan when we realized we had to pull our shoes back on and start acting again
1: i think so- i do i think i remember reading though that mike the creepy kids did freak mike out The guy, Mike, the guy who played Mike, who's also known as Mike. Yeah, according to one of the many listicles, as you probably read as well. So, Mm -hmm. which to be fair, if I did hear creepy kids outside of a tent, that'd probably be the one time I'd be like, okay, I am going to hunker in here and hold a knife. (laughs) (laughs) So.
0: Well, I mean, even going through, um, we went through a, uh, uh, oh, uh, what do you what do you call it? Like, um, I think it was the the haunted castle or the the castle or something in in London, um, where it's this big like horror, uh, event thing, uh, experience that you you go through and uh, i think it's maybe haunted london i can't remember anyway um you go in and like i know that you know this is it's all fake but being in that that scenario it's still not it, you know like i i still get freaked out <laughs> and you know i mean like you know like i said before logic has nothing to do with with anxiety Right. And, you know, like it's you can you can know like, hey, this isn't real. I'm not really going to get hurt. But then you go into a, a haunted house and, you know, you start hearing things, you start seeing people pop out of the walls and. You know, it's it's hard not to get freaked out.
1: I, I, I will admit that those things, I don't go through them. And it's not because I, I, it's both because of fear, but also anything that like jumps out. I'm worried that I'm going to throw a fist. <laughs> and I would hurt yeah, somebody. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I'd be so scared that I would actually like physically hurt somebody. Like at one point I thought about doing they did the uh, Walking Dead promotion where it's like the escape oh, yeah. and um, you're supposed to like, run through like a thing and I would just be worried that if some actor this, a poor actor like, <laughs> tried to grab me my first reaction, an instinctual reaction would be to throw a punch and then I would hurt somebody. I'd be like, I feel so awful afterwards. Be, like, I'm sorry it's instinctual. Something grabs me I and, saw, and I want to uh, hit it.
0: I saw a documentary on the I, I want to say it was Fright Nights but I, I can't remember. It's like one of the amusement park things where they open it up in uh, Halloween time like an all of October right but um, they were saying like they were all talking about like how much how many times they've gotten hit because of that because some people, it's, you know, it's
1: uh, fight or flight. And <laughs> I guess a lot of people go to fight. Well, it's fight and then it's run away screaming sometimes. <laughs> sometimes it's throw punch, knock them out, or at least like daze them and then run. <laughs> I just got a visual of you
0: sort of like uh, running around with your arms flailing, sort of Kermit style. <laughs> <laughs> But you know also with these uh they they wanted these uh actors to really well they wanted the film to look like you know the uh that these kids filmed it and uh they wanted to to look as authentic as possible so uh they didn't they really wanted these uh these uh actors to film as much as they could. And so they, they taught them how to use, they taught like, um, Josh and Heather how to use their cameras. And they shot, uh, they taught, um, uh, Mike, Mike, yeah, thank you for, uh, how to use the DAT and how to get good sound out of it. But, um, uh, Josh
1: said, the guy who played Josh, uh, Josh, I think they uh, all na- actually, I don't have their names, though, right? Yeah, know, they like, do. Like, Josh Leonard and Mike Williams or something, are their full names. But uh, to...
0: unfortunately, Heather Donahue is the only one who gave her last name. In the yes. Movie. <laughs> but um, but uh, Josh Leonard said, I'd never shot with the CP-16 before. It was a beast of a camera, mostly used for news broad- broadcasts before video was invented. When I arrived in Maryland, I was introduced to the late and great Neil Fredericks, who was in charge of the film's look. He and I went out shooting for a day so I could learn the ins and outs of the CP, but even that didn't save me from screwing up a bunch of the footage. That whole conversation in the movie about feet versus meters after we left Mary Brown's house, that was real. That was me realizing (laughs) that I'd screwed up the calculations for my measurements, and the footage was probably going to be out of focus. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's amazing.
0: (laughs) And it was just another way for the the crew to save money because uh well the filmmakers to save money because they had these actors who were also the crew. And
2: so Which, you know, a
0: thousand dollars a day, fuck.
2: I was just about to say that makes the eight K a little a little less impressive. Right? <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> Did they also provide they- their own craft services? <laughs> god how sad would that be oh my god
2: <laughs> that's why they had the canned food in their in their backpacks <laughs> and they're starving the
0: marshmallows
2: <laughs> i will say too like uh, I, I, there's something about jump scares that i think just really offends me especially in film like i don't t- t- like a yeah. lot of film a lot of modern films will have like just an over obsession with jump scares and to me that's just annoying it's not scary Uh, but a a good film that makes you feel dread and makes you like afraid for the characters. Like that's a good horror movie. You know what I mean? Like, which I think Blair Witch did a good job of capturing that, especially originally when it came out.
0: I feel yeah. exactly the same way because I feel like insulted with the movies that are just like jump scare after jump scare. Right. Especially
1: since like in the movies with jump scares, it's like 90% of them are the fake ones where they come around the corner, the jump scare is it's a friend of theirs or something, right. or exactly. it's like somebody yeah. pretending to be the killer. And then, yeah, it's, it does. It feels really insulting after I was like, oh, okay, I right. guess no, oh, the cat, <laughs> always the cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's like, going,
2: and it's, it's so funny, too, because retrospect is uh, a hell of a drug. But I, th- I think that like, it, you know, it's easy to to rewatch Blair Witch and be like, oh, that's kind of cheesy or oh, it's that. But a lot of the stuff, a lot of the tropes that we see in horror movies now were pioneered by films like that um and mm-hmm. so i remember watching um this is an odd comparison but i remember watching godfather for the first time and thinking okay. it was that it was cheesy and being like, yeah I, I mean i don't i don't know they're, they're making fun of mobsters and my dad was like no that's like those movies that you've seen they got those caricatures from godfather um and i think a lot of modern horror films especially found film footage they take so much from blair witch that when you re-watch blair witch it feels so overdone but they were like the pioneers you know
1: yeah i'd agree Ooh. Um, do you guys feel like we've covered it?
2: I think we have, yeah.
1: I mean, I've got my part out and I, like I said, I'm the odd one out on this one, but it's okay because I, I think that, like I said, my issue is that I just got so bored after a while that I either started looking up the little listicle things or I started being super nitpicky about their backpacking trip. <laughs> 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 I, I, I think, like, I, I, I think the <laughs> the line, and I know again, again, it's improv, but the line where it's like, it's, so, it's hard to get lost in the U.S. I'm like, no, what fucking is it? People get lost all the time. We have a woman who's like still missing in Washington State and it's like Yeah. Eh. I mean and it's a really sad case. The same with Appalachian area, which they could have also filmed in. Like people go missing on the Appalachian Trail more often than we probably want to talk about. So it's because right. people make mistakes, like the whole map thing or the whole not being able to read a compass. It's, yeah, you go yeah. off trail or you do anything like that and you're asking for trouble. And I've been in situations where we've gone off trail because of snow and it can get a little bit frightening because you're just like, I have no earthly idea where I am. And thank God that we have like a satellite GPS phone with us because, you know, yeah. anything can happen. So it's. And again, that's where I started to get, like, I started to get bored. And I started to get nitpicky, and I'm just like, ugh. This, like, please die already. die. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, like, this is, like I, I think I even wrote down, like, after a while, they're just going to die from exposure and, like, hunger. Because um, I was even starting to question, like, where's all their water coming from? Because I'm assuming they would at least hopefully pack for the amount of days that they were out. And after a while, it's like, they're drinking creek water. And I'm assuming yeah. they didn't have life straws back in 1999. Girl, <laughs> they're all
2: dying
0: of dysentery. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shit, you guys, up. I am so, so sorry. I've got to step away for just a moment. I am so, so sorry. Well, uh, okay. I'll be right back. Okay, so we're
1: kind of pausing on the recording, I guess.
2: No, you're good. Yeah, you're good. I'm sure they'll edit it out. But no, I, it was funny. When I was re I it, was, I was telling my wife, I was like, you know what? I really feel like there are people who are going to be rooting for the witch. Like, they're going to watch this, like you know 20 years later and they're like oh my god these kids come into her backyard you know come into the witch's backyard and just tearing everything up and they deserved it every single bit of it
1: i mean i wasn't really rooting for the witch i was more rooting for like the elements to just take
2: them <laughs> <That's> <laughs> nature just please
1: it's like look either help them find the car or get them the fuck out of here cuz like just i mean just the um i again i know it's all improv but just the um the cones of like, well, they told me it's over there. So we're just going to go a little bit off the map. I'm like, okay, how well can you read a compass in order to find your way back, create markers for yourself, something if you're going to be going that far off trail. So, right. Yeah, I again, it's it's the it's the years of backpacking where I'm just like I I know the basics and my dad um has done training with the mountaineers. So that's why I get a little cheesed off when I you see amateurs, I guess is the best way it to the sure. like, I'm so upset that that wasn't part of the plan.
2: There's did you watch um the first season of uh, oh goodness, this slips my mind now. It was HBO um I'm going to have to Google it real fast. Woody Harrelson. And um, hold on one second, since we're not on the air. True True Detective.
1: Oh, no, I haven't. Uh, My parents have watched it and it's like it's one of those things where I've added it to my list.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so the so the first season deals a lot um kind of like out in the woods and in the wild with the occult and stuff and um and they and so part of the of the clues they chase are these little stick figures and and these like designs and stuff that were made um with like you know nature and 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 kind of brush and sticks and stuff. And I was watching that with a friend and uh he was like, "Man, like they really they really borrowed a lot from Blair Witch." And I didn't think they did, but it was just it's just so funny to see like all these years later, like, anything remotely similar, people are like, oh, Blair Witch. You know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah, I, 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 And to be fair, like, I mean, I haven't seen it, so I can't really do a full-on comparison. But, yeah, because it did have those, like, stick figures, like, hanging up all over the place. And right, right. Yeah, it's... So, I, and I'm wondering about the rock piles now, if people have been doing that. Because, and also rock piles can mean different things in different cultures. So, right, like, sure. some people just do rock stacking for fun, I found out. Because I was like, I know this is a thing in Japan, but is there anything else? It's like, oh, some people just try to see how they can stack different rocks for funsies.
0: Yeah. and so. about, like, pet cemetery? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I like that. <laughs>
1: well,
2: and I think a lot of it may just be kind of, like, Western culture, like, ignorance. But I know that, like... Um, you know, uh, you put anything in the woods and if you take somebody who is, you know, uncultured or like from the city, it's gonna look out of place to them. So if they see a pile of rocks or like, Mm. you know, some kind of stick figure there they're gonna immediately be like, Oh my god, this is witchcraft. You know what I mean? Like we have to get out of (laughs) here.
1: Or they're gonna be jerks and like kick it over like the those those assholes (sighs) who like push that boulder off of the um, yeah, remember that? Oh they deserve the they deserve the fines and the treatment and everything they get. I can't remember what they're I can't remember. What their final um, penalty was, but yeah, I was so angry when I saw that because you know, such an amazing um, wonder.
0: I went to check out the uh, check out Stonehenge when uh, we were in in uh, the UK, and they they have a bunch of it like kind of closed off. I mean, you could see it, but you can't go up to it anymore because of assholes like that. Assholes who were like leaving graffiti on the stones. <laughs> Like yeah, oh, like gosh. what the fuck, people? Like, I don't know. You, you know
1: that's that's you know somebody's got to do that for Easter Island soon as well. Like somebody's gonna come yeah. up and like try to start drawing on all the uh, Easter Island heads. It's like, oh god, I hate people so much. <laughs> Just leave nature do. alone sometimes.
2: I know. Uh, anyways, Yay! yeah. you're <laughs>
1: back. Yeah, yeah, you I don't mean. know we're gonna cut that off because we kind of kept talking about the movie when you left.
0: Oh, yeah. No, uh we should keep it in. And okay. I'm sorry. Uh everybody's alive. So Okay,
1: that's good. <laughs> good news. I, I didn't doubt Mr. That concerns that.
0: Now I'm worried.
1: <laughs> everybody's alive. Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't
2: Don't ask any questions.
1: That smell you you that smell that is coming from the crawl space is nothing. Just a raccoon that died. Just a raccoon that died. <laughs>
0: Oh god, I actually had that situation in one of the houses I was renting where like a a raccoon got into the crawl space and died. It was fucking terrible.
1: We had a rat that died somewhere behind the oh. wall of the cabinetry in the garage, and our dog oh, would go freaking crazy for it, and it's like, oh, can't, can't get to it. we have to take down the entire cabinetry or knock out Ugh. the wall on the other side. And just see, we had to wait for the smell. Like, my, the so one time we left the garage doors, like, open just to help, like, dissipate the smell, so it was just gone. <laughs> I was like, okay.
0: Say that the the interviewees that they're that are fishing together in the beginning. Um, I love those guys. <laughs> I, yeah, I was gonna say they were giving me strong friendship goals with you. <laughs> like Ain't no supposedly about it. <laughs> like Jane, oh, those people didn't know how to backpack. <laughs> Blair, wish you got them. <laughs>
1: It's oh. contradictory. Exactly. I did. By the way, one thing I liked in this movie was all the Deliverance references. They were making every so often. Yes. I was like, did you ever see Deliverance? And I'm like, to be fair, if you ever saw Deliverance, the two guys should be the ones who are most worried right now. Right. <laughs> I think Heather's okay. I mean, it depends. You know, if they, know. you know, one in Rome or you know, one in the woods. But still, yes. <laughs>
0: Oh, so I got the name of the uh, the daughter of the woman being interviewed early in the film. The one who would be like, no!
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Her name is Ingrid Fraley. And I was thinking she must be at least 21 now. So, yeah. um like, I wanted to see how she's doing today. But you can't find her. Can't find her online. Like, uh-huh. I, I searched. And uh, I
1: I mean, if anybody fair, knows
0: Ingrid Fraley, let us know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> to be fair, that was probably like, her only acting credit. And she may have yes. like, just grown up to, like, you know, be an investment banker. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, she's in college I right now. She's to... 21, 22. Like I feel like she was the 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 hero. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, she just like makes her mommy quiet. Like no, mouth I'm like no! yeah, that's familiar with from me, from me too.
2: She was so determined though to get her mom to shut yes. up. Honestly, like she was like so like, she's like you better stop. I'm not kidding.
0: Yeah. Like I'm done with this, mom. Yeah. <laughs> We need a union
1: break. <laughs> <laughs> I want oh, my craft services milk and uh, goldfish <laughs> crackers. <laughs> Me too, kid.
0: <laughs> but apparently, when they were uh, they were auditioning people for it, they they put out you know a a call, a call for people who could improv. And uh, they didn't even really say good morning or, you know, uh, like introduce themselves. The uh, Ed's uh, Eduardo Sanchez and Dan uh, Merrick both just they just like started right into it once they entered the room and uh, they told them, okay, you are uh, you're serving a prison sentence for a 20 year prison sentence for killing somebody uh you're halfway through your your sentence and you uh you want me, uh to convince me as the parole board Uh, why we should let you out. And apparently Heather is the only one of the women that, uh, that auditioned that actually scared the crap out of them. And I guess they told her, uh, according to her, they told her that uh, she didn't just kill somebody. She killed her, her baby. And that's why she was serving a, a sentence. And they said, so why do you feel like you should be released? And she said, she looked them dead in the eye and said, I don't think I should be released. Hmm. So <laughs> she got the, she got the part. So I thought that was uh, really cool. And you know, you need to make sure that, because if you're going to let them out um, and try to leave them alone for most of the time and you don't have a script and they're supposed to improv at all, you right. better make sure they can actually improv.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I'd be worried about that response because I'd be like, are, are the boys safe with her? <laughs> Well, funny that enough. That wasn't like, in the film canister. What <laughs> she, <just did. laughs>
0: she was saying that her mother and uh most of her friends were worried about her going out into the woods with these strange guys. So um her mother wanted her to give uh to give her the uh, social security numbers of the guys. Oh
2: my <laughs> and gosh. Her friends
0: <laughs> wanted her to get a knife and bring the knife with her. <laughs>
2: They're like they're like good I mean, news, good news bad news Heather really sold it. Uh, <laughs>
1: that's but, the good news. <laughs>
2: awkward. Uh, she she murdered she murdered the other two.
1: Remember that movie Cannibal Oops. Holocaust? Yeah, we can't release this now.
2: <laughs> also, we're going to prison.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but we got a in faces of death episode. So. Right. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So it, it, it sounds like I mean, it, it, it's it sucks because for the actors, it sounds like it was a great opportunity um and it, it got the, their names out there. But at the same time, like especially for Heather to have to, you know, to be to go through all of that and to give such a strong performance and then get the fucking Razzie for that for that year and have a bunch of people make fun of you and come up to you and say, I wish you actually died. <laughs> Oh, fucking, oh, humanity, what are you
1: going to do? Yeah. Oh. Again, I would like to point out, I don't wish they died in real life for the movie characters. Whatever, Shane, we know. Exactly. <laughs> for must. the record, I don't need a restraining order put on me, Linda. <laughs> I want some of that
0: medicinal marijuana. <laughs> Let me into your farm, Heather. <laughs> look i think she she she's a terrible packer she can't camp
1: worth shit and i just think she should die but what's wrong with that (laughs) that's what linda says i'm going to just isolate that clip (laughs) and that's from linda i'm happy she is happy growing marijuana that's all (laughs)
0: Oh, so uh please 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 listen, subscribe, rate and review Bed Nubs and Broomflix, especially on Apple Podcasts cuz it helps other people find us, and uh on Podchaser and all other podcast platforms. Uh remember you could find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Broomflix, and that's uh B R O O M F L I C K S. Uh you know we're good and enjoyable because we got licks at the end. You could write to us at broomflix at gmail.com. We love the uh, emails. We love the correspondence. Um, I'd like to also thank uh, Red Wire, Black Wire, and Doug Walters for allowing us to use their song Compass. You could find me on the uh, weekly podcast, Cage's Kiss, the Nicolas Cage podcast. We just covered the final two episodes of Netflix's History of Swear Words, which is hosted by our boy. Um, Also check me out as Lila in Dispatches of Disassociation and as Patrice and Lieutenant Murphy in Coyotes Bluff. It's out now, and it was a hell of a lot of fun, you guys.
1: Uh Jane, where can
0: people find you?
1: You can't find me. I'm gonna go and live in a cabin <laughs> in the woods and get away from everybody. <laughs> was it
0: you that sent me the bunch of twigs with teeth in <laughs> teeth <and> in <hair>. there? <laughs>
1: I got your Christmas present, Jane. <laughs> it was a warning, Linda. It was a warning.
0: <laughs> I thought I heard Donnie screaming in my backyard yesterday. <laughs> Linda, she took my lunch. Linda <laughs> She's she's talking about my shitty packing. <laughs> <laughs> so, Wayne, can you tell us a bit about your show?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, I am one of three hosts on uh Florida Men on Florida Man. Um and you can find us at FMOFM podcasts on any social media platform. And if you just Google Florida Man on Florida Man will come up as well. Uh yeah, we our show mainly covers uh legends and lore and history from the state of Florida. You don't have to be a Floridian to appreciate it. Most of our audience um actually is not from Florida. Uh just the setting and the background will always be the sunshine state. Um, but, yeah, I'm honored to come on your show. Uh, both of you ladies are just fantastic. It's been a lot of fun, and uh, it doesn't feel like work at all, honestly. Just hanging out talking about Blair Witch is like a dream come true. So I'm, I'm having a blast. <laughs> oh, thank
0: you. <laughs> thank you so much. And really, listeners, you you got to check it out. It uh, Honestly, it's one of my favorite shows out there, and I'm from California and Washington. So, uh, you, as he said, you don't have to be a Floridian to appreciate it. Although I was telling him earlier, my husband is from Florida and he doesn't even fucking listen to my shows, but he will listen to Florida Man <laughs> on Florida Man. Thanks, honey. <laughs> Thank you. You know what's so terrible? Just like a couple weeks ago, I heard him talking about how he was watching something on YouTube about this guy covering face off. And I was like, fucking excuse me.
1: (laughs) So that spell is Carlo from your (laughs) cross. Maybe. (laughs) I remade him, Jane. He's okay. now. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Maybe we shouldn't be
0: neighbors. Say hello to Jane, Carlo. <laughs> He's just looking at me like,
1: what the hell? <laughs> Should I run? Carlo, run, oh. run. I know you can't see me winking, but run, <laughs> run. Anyways, in our next episode, we'll be covering the fifth book in the Throne of Glass series. Uh, book series Tower of Dawn, a very kale heavy, heavy uh, main character book. <laughs> heavy. <laughs> Are you done reading it?
0: Almost. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. And yeah, listeners, if you're reading through it and you're expecting anything to like, like, oh hey, interesting shit was going on with Aelin. I wonder what's going on there now. Sorry. It's, yeah, uh, yeah, we're, all chaos, we're, all, all the time. I I have <laughs> read
1: six other books when I should have been reading this book, and now I have to finish it. <laughs> Our favorite little Fallout boy. and <laughs> 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 until
0: then, what's that got to do with my knob?
1: Oh fuck your knob! I'm gonna throw your fucking knob in the fucking river. <laughs>